Lesson eight of Within the Deep by R. Cadwallader Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Lesson eight The Dangers of the Deep. The game of hide and seek is played by most of the dwellers in the sea. Many of them are hiders and seekers by turn. That is to say, they are always seeking other creatures to devour, but must also be ready to hide from their own enemies eating and being eaten that is the life of the sea the small and weak ones must hide and their lives depend on their skill in hiding perhaps we should not call it a game as it is not done for fun but though the sea is full of danger for some creatures you must not think that they live in fear there is no doubt that they enjoy their lives each in its own way Many are the quaint dodges and tricks of the hiders and seekers in the sea. We can mention but a few in this lesson. Look at the spider-crabs and their trick of dressing up. They have hooks on their backs which catch in the seaweed. Some of them even tear off weed with their pinchers, and fix it onto these hooks and succeed in looking like bundles of weed, and not a bit like living crabs. Then there are the fish which wear a colored scaly coat, many of them are not easily seen in the glinting water as you know others are lazy they lie on the bed of the sea and wear a disguise which hides them from prowling foes the place or other flat fish as we noticed in lesson two are colored and marked like the sand and pebbles of their home and they can even change color to suit their background they are wonderfully hidden owing to this useful dodge it is as if Mother Nature had given them the marvelous cloak of invisibility of which we read in fairy tales. Shrimps and young crabs wear a coat of sand color or weed color. Our soldiers, for much the same reason, wear suits of khaki. Another common hide-and-seek trick is to look like nothing at all. That sounds difficult, but it is a favorite dodge in the sea. If a number of very young herrings or eels were placed in a glass tank of seawater, you would have a hard task to find them. You can look at them, and yet not see them. They are transparent. You look through them as if they were water or glass. You can imagine how well hidden they are in the open sea. It is well to be able to hide when all around you are enemies who look on you as good food. But there is another way, and that is to wear armor. Then you can frighten your enemy, or at least prevent him from eating you. Some fish, like the trunk fish, are covered with bony plates, jointed together like armor. Spines and prickles are a commoner defense. The little stickleback of our ponds wears sharp spines and knows well how to use them. Even the terrible pike will not swallow such a dangerous mouthful unless driven by hunger. Sea fish are the most hunted of all living things. From the day they leave the egg, enemies lurk on all sides to gobble them up. The weak ones are eaten, and none of them has the chance to die of old age. So we find a defense of spines and prickles worn by many sea fish. Spines on the fins are the commonest and no doubt help to keep away enemies. But some fish go one better than that, and wear a complete suit of spines. The porcupine fish, as his name tells us, is one of these. He is a small fish, living in warm seas. No doubt he has many enemies eager to meet him and eat him. 
but when they see this little fish puff out his sides like a balloon and when pointed spines rise up all over the balloon they think better of it they leave him alone and the porcupine fish goes back to his usual shape the spines lying flat until wanted again he is sometimes called the sea hedgehog or urchin fish and well deserves his name many of the skates or rays wear terrible spikes the starry ray is not easy to handle dead or alive for he has spines all over his body the thornback is another ugly fellow of this family having spines on his back and a double row of them down his tail fishermen are careful to avoid the lash of this armed tail the stingray shows us still another weapon at the end of its long tail it has a horrible jagged three-inch spike as this fish likes to bury itself in wet sand bathers sometimes tread on it in a flash the tail whips round a poisonous slime covers the spike causing great pain to the unlucky bather several poisonous fish are common near our coast you may have seen the one called the great weaver also its small cousin the stingfish the weaver is dreaded by fishermen for the spines on its back fin as well as the one on its gill cover cause poisoned wounds they are grooved to hold a very poisonous slime some fish have the power to kill their prey and stun their enemies at a distance instead of a spiny defense they are armed with electricity the best known sea fish of this sort is the electric ray also called the cramp fish or torpedo it is a clumsy fish about a yard long and very ugly being too slow to catch its swift prey in fair chase it stuns them with an electric shock and then eats them the electric power comes from the body of the ray. If it wishes, it can send a deadly shock through any fish which ventures near. Without chance of escape, it is at once stunned and falls helpless. We come now to some formidable dangers of the deep. Big, strong fish, so well armed that they roam the seas without fear. On page 52 you see a picture of the sawfish, one of the shark family. It is a large fish and carries a big saw on its head, with which it stabs sideways on its prey. Imagine, if you can, a shark about fifteen feet long and weighing a ton or so. Now suppose the top jaw of this monster to be drawn out into a hard, flat blade six feet in length. Then suppose there are sharp ivory teeth, one inch apart, fixed on each side the blade, and you have an idea of the sawfish. This strange shark is said to be as strong as it is fierce. It kills its prey by tearing them open with side blows from its sharp two-edged saw. Its big mouth is fitted with a great many rows of needle-like teeth. The swordfish wears a different weapon, a lance instead of a saw. He is not a shark, but a cousin of the beautiful mackerel. This warrior of the deep is more dreaded than the sawfish, and braver than any shark. His speed in the water is marvelous. It makes him safe from attack. He carries in front of him a terrible weapon, and all sea creatures hasten from his path as fast as they can. You may have seen the swordfish in a museum. There is a fine one in the London Natural History Museum where there is also a sword from one of these fish driven eighteen inches into the solid oak of a ship. 
the swordfish never thinks twice about attacking, no matter if his enemy is ten or twenty times as large as himself. He sees a whale, and like a flash hurls himself at it, stabbing his sword as deep as it will go into the whale's side. With a twist of his body, the sword is wrenched free, only to be driven savagely in again. EXERCISES 1. Mention three ways in which sea creatures try to escape their enemies. 2. How do the stingfish and stingray defend themselves? 3. What is the sawfish like? 4. How does the swordfish attack its prey? End of Lesson 8